Good day, everyone. You're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 107, Helping People's Words Travel the World. I'm your host, Alex, and today I have the honor to have Anthony as my guest on the show. How are you doing today? I'm amazing, Alex. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Yeah, you're recording from your car, so you at least get to have nature surrounded around you. I have one little window that has a horrible view, so you're definitely better located. <laughs> I am sitting at the banks of the Chattahoochee River in Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> uh, hopefully it doesn't get too warm in your car during this interview. No, man, it, this is perfect. It's beautiful out here. It looks like it's going to rain in a little bit, but it's beautiful right now. So I'm going to enjoy the view and talk to you. Perfect. And we're going to have a, such a enjoyable conversation because, you know, the rain might be a little cool, but this conversation will be warm at heart. <laughs> cheesy. Smoking That's just cheesy hat. right there. <laughs> Smoking hat. I'm going wherever you leave me. Perfect. <laughs> Alex. Well, you're the leader. I'm just the questioner. Uh, so, yes, before we jump into the topic of today, who is Anthony? So I'm a small town kid, man. I grew up in small town, Louisiana, a place called Leesville. Um, population is probably about 6,000 people total. Uh, and that includes all the surrounding areas outside of my little small town. Uh, I was raised by my grandmother and my mother. So um, had that old Southern upbringing, went to church seven days a week, four times on Sunday, dead serious. Wow. <laughs> I was in the choir, played the drums. I was always a gregarious kind of person and I love people. So I would be the person organizing the youth department in the church. I would organize parties around town for the kids. Um, even, you know, in high school, I organized like we lived in parishes, so it was called Vernon Parish takes a stand against alcohol. And oddly enough, as soon as I graduated high school, I started drinking. <laughs> but while I was in high school, I organized it. So I've always been a, a huge people person. Uh, and the big thing, you know, watching my grandmother, um, she was a custodian and my mom, they both did. My mom worked in a bank, but neither had a college education, but I watched them serve people my whole life. So I sort of grew up with the, with the you know, a service mindset. Uh, and I've always been about helping people. So uh, that's me. And I'm so currently now I'm I'm on a syndicated radio show. It's called the Willie Moore Jr. Show. Love doing that. I have my own podcast. And I really, really, really enjoy helping people bring their ideas to life. Man, you're you're just such a like welcoming person. You're such an inviting person. You're like a magnet where people are just like, they just gravitate to you. Like, wait, wait, what's happening? Oh, cool. I just met Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm, I, for some reason, I'm standing beside you, Anthony. <laughs> no, but I really just love people, Alex. I, I mean, I, I do. And I always have. I get on planes um, because I do travel a lot. And by the time I land, most of the time, um, I have a new friend. We've exchanged information and, and, you know, we travel back and forth to see each other. So and that happens all of the time. That's really awesome. I, I really appreciate people like yourself because I feel like I'm in the same boat. I love talking to new people, strangers all the time. And basically this podcast, the first interaction I have with everybody actually verbally is the podcast itself. There's no big conversation a few days before we talk through email and then, you know, we just connect. Hopefully we'll connect. You seem like a yeah, yeah, we'll connect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's guaranteed, right? Yeah, we're already connecting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, so before we move for, further into the podcast itself, do you have any social media links or websites or, I don't know, maybe a podcast that you'd like to share? Because I know you already mentioned yeah. that. <laughs> so I'll tell you what, the best way to find out about me and to engage with me is on my Instagram. That is at AJ Joiner. That's A-J-J-O-I-N-E-R. And everything else cascades from there. So if you follow me on Instagram at AJ Joiner. Um, you will learn, we can engage, and I answer every single direct message. Um, sometimes my team answers them, <laughs> but <laughs> I try to get in there and answer as many as I can myself. So that's my best platform. Perfect. I'll put that down below so people can come find you. And 
As you guys heard, Anthony is a lovely person and I'm sure he will strike up a conversation even before you strike up a conversation. <laughs> I will. <laughs> there you go. And now we're going to jump into the topic of the day, which is helping people publish their books. And that's your hobby. So how would you define that exactly? We live in a very unique time in that publishing used to be completely democratic. I mean, it used to be completely top down. Um, you would have to submit your manu manuscript. You would have to get it approved. Um, then they would tell you what to do next. Right. Um, well, since, you know, Amazon has, has kind of opened this up, you can now take your thoughts and ideas, um, put them in a book and share them with the world. And I always think about, you know, we've been doing a family reunion since 1999. It's the first year we're missing because of the Corona thing, uh, Corona outbreak. But I just always think, like, what if my grandmother, all of her stories were in a book? Right. Every year she tells these stories about how she grew up and her siblings, and her her parents, her aunts and uncles. And we all have all these rich stories uh, that we share with each other. And I'm like, man, that would be so awesome to put all these stories into a book. Um, so, you know, once I learned how to do it and I did it a few times, I had friends that were like, hey, man, you've written a couple of different books. Can you help me? Um, so I started out just helping friends. And before you know it, I had a line of people asking me to help them publish books. And I just love Alex. I love helping people bring their idea to life. And I think there's no better way to do that than to put it into a book because it immortalizes your thoughts, your words. It's almost like a time capsule unto yourself that you get to share with the world. And it's a little legacy that you leave behind. That's so true. You know what? I don't know if this is possible. If Would it be possible to just turn my podcast every single episode into a chapter in a giant, giant book? <laughs> you know what? You actually you actually could. So I have an anthology that I just, it should be at my house any day now. It's called Just One Chapter. And it is literally a collection of my most popular Instagram posts. And that's it. So I created a, a book cover for it. Um, you know, I uploaded it to Amazon and, you know, had an editor go in and edit it, had my design team design a really cool cover. And it's just an anthology because there are books out there that you can pick up and just flip open and read a chapter and you can close it, right? Or you read a page or two and you don't have to sit down and read the whole thing from start to finish. So I think you can. I think you can choose your most popular podcasts, um, get them summarized. And I can actually tell you how to do it on the podcast so everybody else can do it too. But yeah, you can definitely take your show notes and the, the lessons learned from each podcast. Um, and then, you know, of course, the smart thing to do would be to get your guests, um, let them know that they're going to be in it um, so that they can leave you an extra quote to go along with the podcast. Then that way, when you launch it, not only will you promote it, but all your guests will promote it too, which will drive sales to you. That was really good. That's really interesting. You know, I'm going to put that in the back of my mind. Like, once I'm not saying once this podcast is done, I don't want this to finish, but if it does come to an end, <laughs> maybe I'll pass the baton to somebody else and then make a book of what I've done. But you know what? This is all, this is, this is all for the future. And as of now, it's never going to end. <laughs> you're, you're, you, you're collecting a group of people who are helping people by sharing their hobbies. You can literally create a book of, you know, the best hobbies to, and how to engage your hobby or how to turn your hobby, you know, into a lifestyle. I know you don't want to focus on business, but it could be are you interested in starting your own hobby and need to know how um, you have a collection of all these experts who specialize in their hobby and it can literally be a how to book for hobbies, man. You're just giving me so many good ideas. You're a good influence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's there for you. <laughs> and this is like, this is a, for later on in the life. I want to try this out, but speaking about earlier on, so you said you got this started by thinking, Oh, what if my grandmother's memories are put into a book? 
Run me through the process of your first book you've published. So that actually was the worst <laughs> process because I didn't really know what I was doing. So I was watching YouTube videos and I was Google searching things and just trying to figure it out. So it literally took about 18 months for my first book because, you know, I just didn't know what I was doing. But as I went through the process, I, you know, I understood it better. Um, so, you know, did the, I wrote it out and then I got it edited and it's the, the cover was horrible, went on Fiverr and got a cover. Um, and I look at it now and I cringe, but it's done. Right. Um, so I got it out and I figured out, you know, how to launch. Um, and, and launching a book is a lot like doing a birthday party. Right. So, you know, you let everybody know what's about to happen. You invite all your people and you send them invitations and you keep them up to date on what's going on. And you say, here's where we're going to be and yada, yada, yada. So I did that and I launched it, you know, built my email list. Uh, and it launched to be a Amazon bestseller. So I think I sold probably 400 copies in the first couple of days. Again, it's not a lot in the grand scheme of things, but most books never reach 200 sales. Most books never reach 200 sales. So it was pretty successful in the bubble, uh, but I learned so much about it, right? Uh, and in doing that, I got the attention of a lot of my friends who had never published books. So, um, you know, they reached out to me like, hey, hey man, that was pretty cool. Uh, why don't you show me how to do that? <laughs> so, you know, I launched the first one and then um, I did another one because it was easier now. And then I did a third one to make it a, what do you call it? A trilogy. <laughs> and it was just, the first three were like Instagram marketing on fire. So it came out when Instagram first launched. So I used all the marketing uh, experiences that I've had from other industries and I applied it to the Instagram platform. Then I created the second one was Instagram marketing for beauty salon owners and, and barbershops. So I took all the same knowledge and I applied it specifically to the niche of barbershops. Then I did the third one was Instagram marketing on fire for uh, restaurants. So I took, you know, and I started going, you know, across niches uh, and it really helped a lot of people. And by the third one, I had a lot of people's attention like, hey, you know, number one, uh, can you do one for real estate agents? <laughs> and number two, can you help me write a book because you're pumping them out? Um, so that's when I started to help other people. It's, you know, I saw the process and it's like, man, now that I have this thing kind of locked down, um, why can't I, why can't I just, you know, create a to-do list or a checklist and start sharing it with people. And Alex, that's how I started sharing that, that hobby that I had with other people. That is so cool. And by sharing with other people, I noticed you shared it with a lot of people and do you have a target audience on the type of people you would love to help? So, um, that's where, you know, in the beginning, I just shared it with anyone who needed help. And it was, you know, there was definitely nuanced differences between writing fiction versus nonfiction. So in the beginning, I think I did have a niche and it was all nonfiction sort of how-to books. So if you had a skill and you wanted to show someone how to do that particular skill, um, I could take help you take that those um, experiences that you had in your head uh, and structure them so that you led a person from a start to a completion, right? So that's kind of where I started with people who wanted to help um, share their knowledge and experience um, with the world. I'm just, I'm just blown away. It's like I have to be a little speechless <laughs> for a little moment just to take it all in. That's really cool. Man, I, I really do appreciate what you're doing. Well, thank you, man. I, I really enjoy it. And what I enjoy the most, Alex, is... Um, when someone comes to me with an idea and they're full of doubt because they don't think that they can do it, when I know that if, you know, if they just follow the, the checklist, if they just, you know, step one, let's get your idea 
Um, what is your big idea that you want to communicate? Uh, then step, you know, step number two is, okay, in order for this idea to, in order for the, the reader to bring this idea to life, what are the things that they have to do? So for example, if you want to book a guest for a podcast, like you can create a book, how to book guests for podcasts, right? And you start out saying, okay, the big idea is I'm going to teach people how to book podcast guests and how to, you know, do the whole process. So you say, okay, for, in order for that to happen, there are a certain number of things that have to happen. Number one, you need to understand who you're targeting. Uh, number two, if you're going to send them questions ahead of time, you need to, um, you know, list out all the questions you're going to um, send them. Uh, then number three, maybe you want to follow them on social media. Uh, number four, maybe you want to understand the types of people that you want, where those types of people exist. Um, you know, do you want to create a form that you can send them so that you can get their information? Um, do you want to create a post on Craigslist? Do you want to create a post in Reddit? Do you want to create a post in, you know, some Facebook and, you know, look for people that are going to be guests? So you can literally outline whatever that process is. Um, once you create that outline, now you just go back and you backfill the outline with what exactly the people are going to do. Right. So first you write the one through 20, the steps. And then under each step you write, you can literally record yourself as if you were telling Alex, if you were telling Anthony, me, how to book a guest for a podcast, you can record yourself telling me how to do it. Get that transcribed at Timmy.com, T-E-M-I.com. They will transcribe it for 25 cents a minute. You'll get that transcription within three to five minutes. Um, you take that transcription, you edit it down, and now you can take, it's probably five to 700 words you put that in that particular chapter with a few question Q and A questions at the end of that chapter, and you move on to the next step. And you do that, you can literally have a book done. I've had people finish their first draft, me and a client, in twenty three hours, <laughs> with a, with with two big cases of coffee and some cups. And <laughs> and she understood what she wanted clients to do, and we just literally recorded her walking through each step, and we got all of them transcribed and put into a word document sent it over to an editor on Fiverr to edit it down, came up with a book cover design. We mocked it up, sent it to a graphic designer for the cover. Um, and boom, it was done. <laughs> Man, you're just running ideas through my mind right now. I'm just thinking, Alex, how would you write your book? Like, how do you get your guests? I'm like, I'm the type like, yo, you have a hobby? Cool. All right, come on, let's talk. Right. But there was a specific process you followed though. And it was very structured, right? You know, for us to be on the recording this podcast today, you did a lot of things that you didn't think about, right? So because you do it, you do it naturally. So for example, if I were to say, Alex, can you teach me how to drive a car? You would probably say, well, AJ, you just get in the car, put your keys in the ignition, make sure nobody's <laughs> behind you, you back up and you go, right? But be that's because you've done it so many times. But if I said, I need you to teach me step-by-step step, as if I'm a 12-year-old, you're going to say, okay, the first thing you need to do is make sure there's nothing behind your tires. Um, you know, walk around the car to make sure everything's safe. Um, then you're going to open the car door. You're going to stick your key in the ignition. You're going to put your foot on the brake. You're going to check your rear view again in your side mirrors to make sure nobody's around that can be hurt. Um, you're going to, you know, put your foot on the brake. You're going to turn your ignition. You probably want to check your mirrors again to make sure, you know what I mean? You would break it down step by step. And that could easily, just the process I just told you about driving a car, 
that could be a book because that would that would easily turn into 20,000 words, 30,000 words. You know what's interesting is that I kind of already do that. So ever since I started this podcast, I've always wanted to share everything I've done through the podcast. So I made a bunch of Reddit posts in great detail of step-by-step of all the resources I found, how I edit with images and explanation and trying different things. So That's I, beautiful. So I've been doing this for almost two years now and I always add on finding new resources because, you know, we live in a world where there's so many different creative people, so many passionate people, and they might not have the opportunity. So we try to find those opportunities for them. And I'm not saying I'm the one who's going to give all the opportunities, but I'm like, maybe I have a little, you know, stepping stool that can help getting in the right direction. Like this podcast, you know, somebody comes on, it's like, Hey, I want to talk about uh, helping pu- people publish their books. And then maybe the, somebody listening be like, Hey, I want to get in contact with Anthony. Boom. Connection. I'm the messenger. Don't shoot me. Exactly. And here's there's an old saying that's a rising tide lifts all boats. Right. So by you creating your process and documenting it, documenting it and sharing it on Reddit, you have no idea how many people have read your post and went to take action on your post just because you took the time to do it. And that's why ideas documented are needed, because you just never know who you can help by putting it out there. And speaking about helping people, I'm sure it brings a warm feeling in your heart. So for you, what would you say is the best part about helping people publish their books on a personal and an emotional level? The best part is seeing the light bulb come on in people's eyes. I've had, I can't tell you how many times I've had authors cry when they get their book physically in their hand because, you know, they'll come to me full of doubt, right? Because when you think about something like writing a book, it just seems like such a huge thing. Writing a book, me, my ideas, who cares? Who cares about my ideas? Number one, how how do I get it published? Who publishes it? What's the cost? How do, how do I get an ISBN? But all that stuff is not as hard if you have a roadmap to follow. So I pride myself in providing that roadmap and then seeing that light bulb come on. And I my my mentor, um, she convinced me to create the publishing king. <laughs> so every time someone that I help Um, publish a book every time they publish it and they get it in their hand i give them a crown (laughs) dope that's dope (laughs) and i call them the published king so if you go if you follow the publishing king on instagram that's my other handle i don't promote it as much you will see a picture of me in a king's robe (laughs) with a crown on and then you'll see pictures of my authors um, who have crowns do they all become part of the royal family (laughs) <laughs> they all become part of the that's exactly what it is that they become part of the royal family that's awesome and actually speaking about your mentor do you have any publishers that inspire you um malcolm gladwell i just love the way i mean he's a writer that inspires me i just love the love the way that he thinks also seth Godin, um he's a he's a brilliant marketer um but he's also written jesus christ i think 61 books or something like Whoa. that i don't even know but i've read a lot of his books and he's just brilliant. So those are the two guys who inspire me the most. But I'm mostly inspired by anyone who's willing to bet on themselves and take whatever their idea is and bring it to life. Because the odd thing, and it's strange, and when someone said it to me, I was like, whoa, one day someone's going to whisper your name for the last time. Wow, that's that. that's a deep thought right there. I did not think. That's a deep <laughs> thought, right? If you whoa. don't have something to leave behind, one day somebody's going to say your name for the last time. Was it I heard somewhere that your name was only remembered for three or four generations after that? It's forgotten. But, you know, I, this is at I a time when it, like that. the internet is here. So it could be heard and remembered longer. But 
yeah, we never know. We're living in a new time where something that didn't exist for thousands of years is changing the world as we know it. It's changing the world as we know it. But but how about, you know, the one of the best days of my life um, as a father was when my daughter took three of my books to her school um, for, you know, show and tell. And they they did it around that daddy daughter dance. Um, and I'm on the radio and I do a lot of different things. So she, you know, her story was my daddy's an author and he helps everybody write books. He's an entrepreneur and he owns a radio station. <laughs> and I was like, well, not quite, but, but I, I'll go with you on that. So it was just really inspiring because here's the thing. When you have children, they can be what they can see, right? If you can show them, like my daughter, now she knows, um, she writes stories all the time to me. And my wife and I talked about this. I'm going to help her publish her first book. But now she writes stories like all the time. She'll write a story and she'll say, daddy, will you read my story? That's because she hears me on my coaching calls, working with people writing books. So, you know, the kids are sponges. They soak it all up. Now that she's seen me help so many people, it wouldn't be much for her to go out. And especially after I help her publish her first book, she'll have the belief that she can think of something in her mind and bring it to life. And there is nothing better as a father than you want to do to empower your children to bring their creative ideas to life. Like what they think becomes real. That is so awesome. Now, a random thought just popped up in my head. I don't know if you've ever considered doing this, but when it comes to your daughter's story, have you ever considered, let's say, doing a voiceover? So making a story. So let's say once you're no longer here, and I'm not saying like, I, it's a, a dark thought, but I mean, like once we're, we're no longer here, your daughter's going to listen to the story. It's like, wow, this is my dad's voice reading my story. Wow. I never thought of that. That's a great idea, by the way. As a matter of fact, that's what I'm going to do. That's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to start recording because we've already, she's eight now, but we set her up with a little email when she was five because, you know, we have her, we're blessed enough to have her in a private school. So she gets a lot of online training and stuff like that. But I'm going to do that. I'm going to record myself reading one of her stories and email it to her. Oh, you know what? I'm going to email it to her for her 21st oh, birthday. Oh, that's going to be so cool. Unless she listens to this episode, like, wait a second, you're spoiling yeah, the surprise. No, <laughs> Well, if you're listening, Aniston, then your 21st birthday, you're going to get an email from dad. That is so <laughs> In cool. In 13 years. Yeah, that is really <laughs> cool. And now back to the actual aspect of helping other people publish their books. This might yes. be a little tricky question, but what are some do's and don'ts? Okay. So I'm going to go with don'ts first because most people get hung up on things, right? Don't edit while you write. And here's what I mean. If you have an idea for your book and you're going to start writing it, do a stream of consciousness writing. And what that means is just get it all out of your head. Like if you're going to write, just write, 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 write. Don't erase, don't edit, don't correct typos. Don't do any of that. When you finish writing everything out, then, you know, maybe the next day or later on that day, you can come back and edit what you've written, right? Because we use the creative side of our brain to write, but we use an analytical side of our brain to edit. And if you try to edit while you're right, you're going to hinder yourself because you're going to keep stopping and keep stopping. And before you know it, two hours have gone and you have three paragraphs down. It's interesting you say that because my dad taught me the same thing for school. It's easier to work on something that is there than on nothing. Yes, exactly. Another another don't is don't compare yourself, because what happens is like you asked me about my favorite writers, Malcolm Gladwell. He's a very prolific and he's very, you know, a great writer. But if I read his book and then I compared his writing to my writing, I would shrivel up and die because I'm not even on the same playing field. But what happens is because of social media, 
we kind of feel like we live in the same realm as these people. And we do as it relates to like humanity. But as it relates to a skill or a craft, those people are light years ahead of us, right? Just because they reply back to you on Instagram and, you know, you you write something on their comment section that they think, whoa, that's a great thought. Doesn't mean that your writing skill is as good as his, right? But if you compare yourself to his, you'll forever be in a game of trying to live into shoes that you can't fill. Compare yourself to yourself. Do better than you did yesterday. Do your best to, you know, do your best today. Like, okay. Yesterday, I wrote this amazing paragraph. Today, I'm going to write a paragraph and a half, <laughs> right? Here's another thing. If you can't write a full paragraph or if you can't figure out what you want to write about and you you know the subject you want to write about, but you can't think of where to start, write bullet points. So, you know, in the example that we gave earlier, it's write a bullet point of, okay, get in the car. That's bullet point. First bullet point. Second bullet point. Put the key in the ignition. Third bullet point check your rearview mirrors, fourth bullet point, right? Then what you want to do is go back and explain the importance of the reason you're doing that and why you're doing it in that order. Because again, writer's block comes from overwhelm and overwhelm comes from having a lot of things in your head that you can't quite quite structure the right way. But once you write the bullet points down, now you're creating a structure that you can look at and actually is no longer in your head. So you have space in your head to actually tell the story now, right? So you want to get as quickly out of your head as possible onto paper. And then you start thinking about, okay, so why is it important to put the key in the ignition? Well, you put the key in the ignition because the key is going to be what ignites the car and blah, 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 blah. Then you go on to the next step, right? So first, if you feel stuck, write bullet points, then go back and explain why that bullet point is important, bullet point is important, excuse me, and why it's in that order. And that will help get the juices flowing for you writing. Another don't is don't try to be everything. You are not a graphic designer unless you are. If you're not a graphic designer, don't try to go on canva.com and design your own book cover just because they have that option there. Because hire, listen, here's the thing. Let plumbers plumb, right? If you're if, if your pipe busted in your house, unless you're a plumber, you're not going to try to fix it. You're going to turn off the water and you're going to call a plumber as quickly as possible because you want it fixed and you want it fixed right because you don't want mildew to show up in your house six months later because you've hodgepodged it together and now it's leaking everywhere, right? So when it comes to your book, let plumbers plumb. Find a graphic designer, find an editor. If you want to do a certain layout on your page, find someone who specializes in that. You can find all those people on Fiverr, although I wouldn't recommend that all the time, but you can really find good people there uh, if you're on a really tight budget and just read their reviews. The best way to do it is go to Fiverr and type in book cover designer, find the one with the best reviews, um, look at their pricing structure and say, hey, here's the idea that I had. You can sketch it out on paper and then you give it to a designer because they can take your idea and give you something that's that's really good versus you trying to go on tan- um, Canva and Googling images to try to put it all together, right? So again, don't try to do it all yourself. Let plumbers plumb. <laughs> you want me to keep going? Yeah, you can, <laughs> hey, this is your episode. You can say whatever you want, as much as you want. <laughs> yes. So um, number four, you want to get feedback from people that you know, like, and trust, um, but know when enough is enough because people are always going to have an opinion. And most of the people who have an opinion, you know, they want well for you. But you can get into a conundrum to where you never move forward because 50 different people are telling you 50 different things. Right. So if you see a trend, you want to follow that trend. So, if you know, if you have two ideas and you say, which which idea do you guys like, number one or number two? 
and you get 70 people on number one and 12 people on number two, you probably want to go with number one, even if your gut is saying go with number two. It's not the case in every instance, um, but get the feedback. But then you're going to have people who want to over advise you on things that they haven't done yet. So you have to be understand where to draw the line, because although people mean well, that will get you stuck. So take, you know, good advice from people, but know when enough is enough. The other thing is, and this is sort of a style over substance thing, and I'm really big on, you know, of course, you're going to be the author, but putting your face on the cover of a book can be a hindrance because people, when walking through the airport, for example, if you see the face on the cover of a book and you don't recognize the face, it doesn't capture your attention long because if we look in someone's eyes and we don't recognize them, we keep moving. But if I put the title and it's an amazing title on the cover of a great book that's been designed well, how to write your book in 30 second, 30 days or less guaranteed, and you're interested in writing a book, you're going to be attracted to that more than you would be attracted to a picture of my face on the book. Like I'm AJ, I'm going to help you write your book in 30 days or less. Right. So think of a great title for your book and put your face on the back of it (laughs) until until you become known, right? Until you become like well-known, it's probably better to put your face on the back as the author and come up with a good design for the front. So I'll stop there, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) You know, for half a second, I was just picturing myself if I made a book and I followed your directions in the back, I would make a giant shape of my bald head and beard and just with the stupidest smile. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. And the other thing, like I, I've gone to Fiverr to hire cartoonists um, and have the cartoonists, you know, draw a picture of myself, of me and use that for the back of the book sometimes. So there are a lot of different creative ways that you can get stuff like that done. But again, until you've built a personal brand for yourself where you're recognizable, um, put your face on the back. Now, the beauty of Amazon these days is you can actually have two covers. Right. <laughs> so, you know, you can I mean, not at the same time. Uh, but you can take turns. You can put your cover on the fa- on the front of it. You can get a print run done and have them all shipped to your house. And you'll have 50 copies with your face on it that you can give away when you're speaking or doing something local where people actually know you. But then you have your other cover for strangers that don't know you so that when they're browsing Amazon and they see it, they're not turned off by your your big smiley face that they don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Another thing I just randomly popped up in my head. I can just imagine, let's say I get lost somewhere and people are just running around with my book. Have you seen this man? And here's his book. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I'm trying to find this man. Where is he? (laughs) But here, here's the book too. So, you know, you can read more and know where he looks, what he looks like and what he's about. And like, oh, okay. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's a marketing strategy. I love it. I absolutely love it. Now that would definitely be a weird experience to do, but for you, what was the most, if you can say, but what was your most interesting experience while helping people or someone publish their book? I think the most interesting thing is some of the stories that I get to hear. So, for example, one of one of the girls, young ladies that I'm working with now, she actually died and and, came, and was brought back to life through a, in the emergency room. So, but when she died, she said she saw herself walking toward this big you know, white gate, like you see in the movies, like she breaks down like step by step what happened. But she said, as she was walking, she felt herself going down and the gate was getting further and further away. So I'm like, damn, were you going to hell? Like, (laughs) um, (laughs) so it's, it's so, you know, the stories that I hear are 
incredible because people are open to sharing and, and vulnerable to sharing their stories. So I think that's always the most interesting thing is it's that, you know, I never know, you know, what I'm going to hear. And I have some that are hilarious. They're inappropriate for, you know, <laughs> some conversations, but it's hilarious, hilarious nonetheless. Um, but I'm privy to all those different stories that people have, you know, experienced. So I think that's the most interesting thing. I think another fun thing is I end up working with a lot of people that are celebrities. I call them fancy people, but <laughs> celebrity type people, even working with them, they share a lot of really interesting things that normal people like me, <laughs> I would never experience. But I've got to, you know, vicariously live through some of the authors that I help by helping them write and publish their books. So that's been awesome as well. And actually, some people are living through your life by listening to this podcast episode. Boom. Plot twist. I love it. I love it. I'm here for all of it. Plot twist. <laughs> Plot twist, baby. <laughs> and now this might be a really tough question, but you know, I, I feel you're ready. You're ready, right? Yeah. 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 You're ready. I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's do it. What are some misconceptions about people who help people publish books? That we know everything. I don't know everything. I am learning every day. But what I do is I invest in my learning. So I'm, I'm listening to other podcasts, I'm book publishing, I'm reading blogs, I'm on YouTube learning. I'm trying to learn every day and it actually forces me to be better because I'm helping other people. The other misconception is that my what I say is is 100% true every time. Here's the reality. Because book writing and publishing is democratized now, no rules are hard and fast. So it's my advice not to put your face on the front of a book until you've built a personal brand. But you know what? Some people can maybe put their face on the front of their book and all of a sudden that helps them blow up because maybe they're gorgeous, right? Maybe that helps them sell books because they're so drop dead gorgeous. So, you know, no rules are hard and fast. Maybe the people that give you advice on Facebook Maybe they have better advice for you than, you know, than some other people will. So, again, you have to take, you know, the lessons that you learn or what I say and then make that pliable to your life and your reality. So that's the other misconception is that my word is the end all be all. And that's not the case. I'm a work in progress, just like everybody else. OK, so I'm not putting my face on the cover of the book, maybe in the back. What about a bookmark? Just having my face as a bookmark. <laughs> I think that's awesome. I think that would be an awesome little upsell or a little freebie, right? So, hey, you get a copy of my book and you also get this free bookmark. But yes, absolutely. If you're going to write a book, you do want to market yourself as well. Um, so, you know, you can create graphics with your face on it, with the book cover beside it. There are a ton of different things that you can do to, you know, get your face out there. So again, nothing that I say is is in stone. Everything is pliable to your situation. Wait, it's not? What? Oh. Uh, no. No. I reserve the right to change my mind. I am not in politics. I reserve the right to waffle. And now, this is not the perfect segue, but uh, nowadays there's a lot more books online. And some people prefer reading books online and some people love reading them in actual physical books and some in Kindles. For you, what is your preferred place to publish books or not place, but method? I go to Amazon first, right? Um, and then there are so many other sites that you can go to after Amazon. But I go to Amazon first because would you rather place your book in a crowded marketplace with millions and millions and millions of people? Or would you go with an off-brand publisher who says, you have to sign this contract. I'm going to get a percentage of your rights. I'm going to get a percentage of this or that or the other um, to go on my platform. And then if you don't get as much potential traffic as you can on Amazon. So Again, 
when you have, when you're trying to sell, you know, honey, you go to where the bees are, right? <laughs> so, uh, well, I guess that's a terrible analogy because <laughs> bees actually make honey. But <laughs> I, I got you. I got yeah, you. But, yeah, yeah, it works. But you get it. Like, go with me. Go with me. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. So you want to go where people are already spending money as opposed to trying to reinvent the wheel. Um, I have people that come to me all the time and they they visited these publishing sites and the publisher's like, here's this application. Oh, you've been approved, but it's going to cost you $2,000 or $3,000 or $4,000. And, you know, we're going to keep a percentage of your rights and royalties. The last thing you want to do is do all this hard work and then give it to somebody who's going to try to take a percentage of it. That's stupid when you can just do it yourself or you can contact me. I'll tell you, <laughs> like do it yourself. Keep all your hard work. You deserve the, the residual income from that. So go to Amazon. It's free to upload. Um, you can actually Google all the steps if you want to do it without even without even hiring me. It's all out there on Amazon. Google it. Amazon. I mean, um, YouTube, um, Google. It's all out there. Right. But go Amazon is the marketplace that's that's the easiest. And Anthony is your man to learn. I will teach you. There you go. I will teach you to publish. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have any questions, definitely hit me up. And another tough question I have for you is what has helping people publish their books taught you in life? Um, that you're forever a student. And once you stop trying to get better, you start getting worse. <laughs> so, and, and education is an ongoing thing. And one of the biggest things that I, I see is that, you know, at least here in America, we go to school for, you know, grade school, elementary school, high school. Um, then we go to university or college. And then we say, thank you. I have my degree. I am finished. <laughs> and then we, we take that degree and we try to get a job and we're like, well, I'm educated. I should be able to get this job. Well, Things change every every year, right? A marketing degree means nothing if you don't know social media these days because that's where everything is, right? Here's the question that I, I like to say because imagine if you had an iPhone 1. iPhone came out 11 years ago, right? If you had an, or 12 years ago, if you had an iPhone 1 right now and you tried to connect to the network, it would not connect at all. It would, because the world is totally different. The networks are different. The protocols they use to communicate are different. Why do you think you can take your degree from 2004 and go get a marketing job in 2020? Upgrade your education the same way you upgrade your phone. Life should be, it's, it's I'm a very Kaizen, right? It's, it's forever growing, forever learning, reinvesting in myself, becoming a better person, becoming a better dad, better husband, better friend, yada, yada, yada. Investing in yourself will always put you in the best position possible to win. So never stop being curious and never stop learning and share your story with the world because you never, never, never know who you can help. Man, I feel like we should just switch spots and you should just be the host of this podcast. Man, you're so, you're so, <laughs> knowledgeable. so much fun. Yeah, exactly. And you're absolutely right. Like every episode I learn something new and I always try to push myself to improve my podcast, my editing techniques. Like sometimes it takes me eight hours to edit a podcast and it's all self-taught and it's, it's rewarding just to know like, Hey, I put in the effort when I knew nothing about it and just, yeah, I, I'm over a hundred episodes now and it feels good. I love what you're doing. So in essence, you're doing the same thing that I'm doing, right? It's <laughs> you're helping people share their stories with the world right? You're giving people a platform. Basically, this is an egotistical interview where I'm just talking to myself right now. That's that's what's happening. <laughs> but I love it. But I'm enjoying this. Like, I, I feel like we could talk for three hours, but I know the listener would probably get tired of hearing it. But <laughs> no, no, they have to listen to the full episodes. 
Yeah, they just have to listen the to the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> there will be a quiz. Yeah, there will be a quiz. Oh, man. So you do publishing for other people, but do you all do it alone or do you do it with a team? Uh, so I have a team of people that I work with. I have graphic designers. I have editors. I have people who do typesetting. Um, I have people who do line editing, proofreading, publish it to not only Amazon, but there are hundreds of other platforms that you can publish to. So we, for our our authors, we publish them to multiple platforms to increase the likelihood of you getting sales. So, so yeah, I do have a team that I work with. Um, but again, I also will coach people for free, right? So if someone's like, as a matter of fact, I give my book away. If you go to ajsfreebook.com, I will ship a book to your door <laughs> for free. Like you just pay for shipping. That's it. For half a second, I was just thinking like you come to the door with the book. Like, here's your book. <laughs> <laughs> I will deliver the book to your door in a Santa Claus uniform. <laughs> Yo, that's good service right there. <laughs> that's service with a smile, brother. <laughs> uh, so for you, what was your biggest challenge when you first started your hobby? Getting out of my, my own way. Just like I tell authors now, get out of your head. Just get it done. Because you're not, we're going to look back in five years at the first book and you're going to be like, oh my God, this is terrible. But at least you're done. Done is better than perfect. Done is better than perfect. So um, getting out of my own head, getting out of my own way and pressing publish so that the world could see it. And then not being swayed by criticism because there are trolls in this world that exist for no other reason than to say that sucks. No matter what, you can you can make a video and stick it on YouTube right now and say, I love the world. I love everybody. And I hope everybody has a great day every day. And I promise you, <laughs> there's going to be somebody that downvotes it and say, why would you do some, say something stupid like that? And they will have their opinion. Man, I cannot tell you how crushed I was with my first one-star review. After I think I had almost 50 or 60 five-star reviews on my first book at the time it launched, my first star review crushed me. And it was from someone who, at the time, you could be anonymous and you could leave, you could leave stars, right? It was from someone anonymous and I literally lost sleep over it. <laughs> so prepare yourself for your first negative comment because it's going to happen when you put yourself out there um, for good. You also open yourself up to criticism. So getting out of my own way and then learning to let go of um, the negativity or even the bad comments. And bad comments aren't always negative. There's something to be learned. But the first troll comment, I think that's a better way to say it. The first troll comment. Learn to ignore the trolls. Don't feed the trolls. Hey, if the trolls are hungry, you want to attack me? I could take it. Don't worry. I've, I've been uh, doing some stuff online for 10 years, making some music. Pfft, immune. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> you know what? I, you know, totally the, immune. This is weird, but what I tend to do when a troll like attacks, I usually say, who hurt you as a child? Like it, it, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, do you need a hug? Like, damn, are you okay? Do you, you need a hug? <laughs> I love it. It's kind of like, a, it's not I like it. no, I don't. You look stupid and bald. I'm like, I'll give you a hug, man. It's, it's okay. I'm here. <laughs> right. I think the funniest thing to do when you when you do have a troll, and I've done this, I play with trolls. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'll say, I will just reply back to them, and I will just continue to go back, but I'll do it to the total opposite of what they're saying. So if they're like, you suck, I'll say like, so why do you think that? What is it about me that makes you think that I suck? I'm so curious. And eventually, you know, you can't argue by yourself, right? So again, that's me when I'm bored and I have time. And fortunately, right now we're in the middle of this pandemic, so I have plenty of time. <laughs> plenty of time to attack the trolls. <laughs> plenty of time to, to play with trolls, exactly. So it seems like you have that down, like you know how to handle it. Now, what is your current 
biggest challenge? So my current biggest challenge is actually, you know what? There really is none now. I think it's that I'm a people person and I can't be around people. <laughs> but that has nothing to do with publishing. It has nothing to do with publishing. Um, actually, in the last six or eight weeks, I've seen a spike in people wanting to write and publish books because they are sitting at home. So um, it's actually the pandemic has been a positive to, to my book publishing arm because everyone's bored. Everyone's like, you know what? I've been putting this off for so long. AJ. I tell you what, you've been talking about this book stuff for a while. Can, is it possible for you to help me in the next 12 weeks? And I'm like, I sure can. <laughs> so um, actually, it's more positive than negative. The only negative thing is, is having to quarantine because I love people so much. Yeah, you know what? I would prefer to have an interview face to face. But, you know, people live in different countries like you and I. We, probably the hardest thing to do. But uh, maybe one day there'll be a teleportation device where people can just come into my house without me knowing. But no, I'm saying... <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And you know what? I think it would be cool for you to do a, a Zoom call with all the, with teaching people the hobbies as well. I, look, I'm giving you more and more work to do. <laughs> well, you know, I have uh, something planned for the future. It might slow down how many interviews I have. So that's why I'm bumping up all these interviews right now. So, uh, but yes, you know what? The, there's, there's endless possibilities. I, I love doing this so much. I do want to continue doing it. So all everything you're saying right now is wonderful ideas that I will put somewhere like on a piece of paper or online. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> I'll write a book for myself so I can follow the, the directions to figure this out. But it, we're one and the same. We want to help people out. We want to share their stories. And, you know, we're awesome. Look, shout out to ourselves. <laughs> shout out to us. Shout out to a AJ and Alex. <laughs> the, the double A. <laughs> A squared. A squared. There you go. There you go. We're going to help you supercharge your day. There we go. <laughs> and uh, now we're all happy and giddy and in a good mood. But has publishing other people's books ever stressed you out? Not really, man. Um, well, I'm a cancer survivor. So I know what real stress is. <laughs> so after going through cancer, I'm like, there's literally, you know, this is something that number one, I do for fun. Um, number two, people when they follow the instructions and they get it done, there's nothing but a win on there. And even people who stop along the way, um, they, you know, find a certain level of strength in telling their stories, even if they never publish it to the world. So it's, it's all wins for me. I don't, again, I'm, I'm definitely one of those half glass full, or glass half full people <laughs> and, you know, I'm pragmatically optimistic, but I'm definitely an optimistic person. So um, I don't see nothing but upside from helping people publish. Sometimes I'm like, I'm the type of dude that's like, yo, there's water. There's a, a drop in that glass. Taking advantage of it. It <laughs> doesn't even have to be half right. full. <laughs> there's a drop. I'll make exactly. it work. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Man, that's, that's, it's really impressive. And it's, that's really awesome. I, the more I talk to you, the more impressed I am. Like you have all these things up your sleeves. Like, oh, well, yeah, yep. This is what I did. This is what I did. This is who I am. I'm like, man, I wish, I wish I had you sooner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there's a certain level of peace. And I think meditation, I don't want to go down that path. But once I started meditating and realizing that we can spend our time focused on things that that can possibly happen, or we can spend our time making, you know, making things in the world or helping people accomplish things they want to accomplish. And in helping other people, there's a certain level of satisfaction that you get, right? So that's where I choose to focus my attention. That's really cool. And it's funny that you mentioned meditation because the episode I just released last Sunday was about 
meditation. Meditation. I love it. <laughs> See, this was Absolutely. this was all Absolutely. planned since the beginning. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Now, do you have any word of advice for anybody who might be interested in helping people publish books? If you're interested in helping people publish books, there are so many um, books out there, actually, that will help you, you know, understand the process. As a matter of fact, you can go to ajsfreebook.com. I will ship you the blueprint to your door. Um, and it literally has every single step, including how to hire ghostwriters and how to hire every step of the process is in there. So you can take my book and start your own publishing company if you want to. <laughs> Who are you? Why Why are you so awesome? That's That should be just every question I ask. It's like <laughs> <laughs> The world is abundant. The world is abundant if you choose to see it that way, right? So, you know, you focus on negativity, you'll get negativity. But if you focus on abundance, you'll get that too. It's you do good, you get good kind of mentality. There you go. And so we talked about this at the beginning of the episode, but I'll ask it again. Do you have any websites, uh, social media links or projects that you're working on that you would love to share with the people? Hey, man, just go to ajsfreebook.com if you want to get a copy of my book and you're ready to write and publish your book. Uh, and if you want to get in contact with me, just follow me on Instagram. I am at ajjoiner. That's A-J-J-O-I-N-E-R. Um, and I'll engage you right there. That's perfect. I, I love how you're welcoming and he's a very friendly person. And you know what? You got nothing to lose and everything to gain. So uh, go check out those websites and I'm sure you'll have a wonderful experience. And now for the last question, it's the question no one wants, but I ask, do you have any questions for me about publishing books or helping people publish books? No, man, I, I have no questions whatsoever. I just want to say, first of all, thank you for, you know, having me on as a guest. This has been so much fun. Um, and you've been extremely gracious and your, your energy is just through the roof. So I love that too. Uh, love the fact that you're giving people a platform to share their voice with the world. Uh, and I think you'll definitely be blessed for doing that in the long run. Um, but I don't have any questions whatsoever. Do you have any closing questions for me? <laughs> um, thank you. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know you're if that welcome. counts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, no, no. I think I've asked all the questions I needed to ask. I'm sure people will listen to this and Alex, you should have asked this. Well, if you have more questions for Anthony, I'm sure you can go ask him by go checking out his website. So, uh, there you have it. Another body with a hobby. Thank you so much, Anthony, for coming on and just, you know, feeding off each other's energy. It was a wonderful experience, a wonderful conversation, and I can't thank you enough. Thank you so much for having me. So if you guys want to learn more about Anthony, go check him out. I'll put the link in the description below. It'll be very easy to find. And if you'd like to be on my podcast or have any questions at all, you can send me an email at timeforyourhobby at gmail.com. And of course, if you like the podcast, you know, you can leave a review. It doesn't take like, what, two seconds? Boop. Or it could take five hours. I don't know how you leave reviews, but you know, if you want to, it's there. And uh, if you want to show more support, I also sell merchandise on Redbubble. And the link's going to be below. And I also have a Patreon. So all those stuff, they're only optional. You don't need to. If you want to listen to the podcast and listen to awesome people like Anthony for free, there you go. It's free. You don't have to pay for it. I'm not going to do that. And so, yeah, once again, <laughs> thank you so much, Anthony. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. So until the next episode, make some time for your hobby. Take care.